Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. I'm your host, Amy Beltran, CEO and founder of Irresistible University. Through my podcast and signature coaching program, I teach women just like you how to ditch the body image issues, gain confidence, and lose the emotional weight to look and feel irresistible at any size. If you like the podcast, you're going to love my group coaching program. If you would like to learn more about it, including the investment, what's included, see real client testimonials, and to sign up and enroll, please head over to irresistibleicing.com slash course. That link is also in the show notes. All right, guys, welcome to episode 180 of the Irresistible You podcast. Oh, as you can probably tell from my voice, um, I am a little bit under the weather that sickness has been running through all of us. It has been a hot mess around here. It was all the kids sick last week, and then I've been sick over the weekend and this week, and it's just it's just been a whole thing. So I am going to do my best to get through this episode. Please don't mind my voice. Um, my Everything is clogged. Everything is clogged and all the sinuses. So we are going to just get into it, though. So episode 180. We are talking about the concept or the question, should I say, the question of does weight loss make you happy? I think everyone is chasing this fantasy that losing the weight will somehow make you happier. And you always go and tell yourself, I mean, how many of you have said this, right? Like if I could just lose the weight, everything will be so much easier. If I could just lose the weight, then I'll finally be happy. If I could just lose the weight, then I'll finally be more outgoing or, you know, fill in the blank with what that would be for you. So it makes us ask the question, is it true? Like, does weight loss make you happier? And what's the real answer to that? That is what I want to break down here today. And I feel like, Everything else, like everything else we talk about here, it's not a simple yes or no. It's not a black or white answer. There's a lot of gray area. There's a lot of layers to this. You can't just say yes or no to that question, okay? Because there are a lot of things going on when we ask that. So let's dive in. I think, okay, so the simple answer to this question, does weight loss make you happy? I want to say yes, it's like that that meme on Instagram. I want to say yes, I really do. Uh, but it comes with a lot of caveats, right? Yes, weight loss can make you happy, but only when it's done with the right intentions, okay? So it's just it's such a loaded question. I want you to first understand where this comes from, okay? We have been conditioned to believe that this is the truth, that weight loss is a magic key that unlocks the secret to our happiness and everything will fall in place and we all live happily ever after. This is one of the rules that has been embedded into us, into our thoughts 
Thank you, diet culture. Thank you, media. And thank you for all of those lovely infomercials that push this fantasy of the before and after photo, right? They always show the before photo or the before story. And the woman was so miserable and they, they dramatize it and, and all the things. And <clears throat> now that that person is thin, excuse me, now that that person is thin, they are now happy and carefree and their life just fell into place. Okay. That's a very surface level story. It's not telling the whole story. It's selling you a fantasy. It's selling you a product at the end of the day. But I want you to understand that even though you may believe that this is true right now, you get to decide if this is going to, if you will continue for this to be your story or if you're going to break the rules and change how you view weight loss overall and take ownership of your own happiness because it's completely up to you, okay? And before we get into really breaking down that question, I thought it would be useful to just talk about for a minute the difference between happiness and peace because I think that, I know for me, when I say happiness, what I've always really meant and didn't know that, I really meant the word peace. And I think that's true for a lot of people because happiness is a state, so defined, it's a state of contentment that is usually conditional and happiness is subject to change. And so when we tell, so I think that's one of the first things that we, that we get mixed up is we tell ourselves, well, when I lose weight, I'll be happy. When the truth is we should be thinking and saying, I want to accomplish this so that I can feel peace. I want to lose weight so that I can experience and feel peace with myself, right? Because happiness is conditional and it's subject to change. So think about that. Like when you do lose weight, and then something happens that's not pleasant, that is unhappy, you fall off the wagon. Where on the other hand, peace is an inner state of calm that you work towards achieving, which does, it's, it's not something that's supposed to change. So I want you to think about the difference between these two words. Happiness and peace are like the difference between romance and love romance is flashy, it's dramatic, it's, you know, um, it's just very intense, okay? And it fades over time, right? It can come back, but it typically doesn't, romance doesn't really sustain for the long haul in a relationship. It ebbs and flows, right? Where love Love is accepting and it's a little more calm. It's more peaceful. It's more subdued. So I think of that as love is like peace, right? So I, my goal is to always work towards feeling inner peace in my life. No matter what is going on, I can feel peace with what's going on in my life around me. So I just wanted to talk about that and share that a little bit because I think sometimes the language that we use is very, very important. And so if you're telling yourself, I need to feel happy, I need to feel happy, happy is a fleeting emotion. It doesn't last. It comes and it goes, it ebbs and it flows. And so 
if you're constantly chasing happy, you're going to be very disappointed when you don't feel happy or you're going to be like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Well, you're not supposed to feel happy 24 seven. It's just not the way we were designed. Okay. So I want you to think about this for a second. All the times I'm going to have to take a lot of breaks y'all with some water because my throat, um, think about all the times that you have lost weight in the past and you lose the weight and think about the emotions that come when you, you know, lose a good amount of weight or you get to your goal, right? That yo-yo dieting type of losing weight, it has a new car smell and we all know the new car smell, it fades. We all know we park our car really, really far and then a couple months in, we start parking at the front of the, of the parking lot, right? When you lose weight at first, it's exciting. I would even go to say it's intoxicating. Seeing the number come down, um, seeing close fit you for the first time or maybe for the first time in a long time, the compliments, the attention, the ability to walk in certain stores and grab something off the shelf that you've never worn, that feels really good and that does feel happy, right? And that is that fleeting happy emotion. It's not going to last because when the new car smell wears off and the car is covered in goldfish and crackers and water bottles, okay, now we have to maintain the new car. We got to take it to get washed. We got to take it to get maintenance. We got to take it for, you know, checkups. It's the same thing with ourselves. It's exciting in the beginning. It has the new car smell. It feels really good. You feel really like intoxicated and high off the attention and just the achievement of it all. But that will fade. And so those feelings are not sustainable feelings. Because what happens when, the key word when, not, not if, when the shit hits the fan in your life, because it will, how many times has the weight come back on? Because you were only attached to that feeling, that new car feeling of the weight loss. You weren't attached to the deeper meaning behind it. You weren't going into it with the right intentions. You went into it with the yo-yo fad diet to just get the weight off and you didn't go into it for the long haul. So most women, myself included in the past, like lose weight for all the wrong reasons. We go into it with, you know, an intention of, I just got to fit in this dress for this wedding. I need to wear a certain size for the family reunion. I need to look a certain way for this. I need to, you know, just, we go into it with a, like a temporary problem right? And we don't go into it with a permanent solution. And we go at it like a quick fix, right? We don't, and when we do it this way, when we do the like the hustle your way down the scale top desperate dieting, we don't solve why we became overweight in the first place. We don't solve all the underlying reasons behind why we ever use food in the first place. And there's this mentality that like, if I just put my head down 
And I hustle my way. I got hustle and desperate diet down the scale. I follow this strict BS fad diet. And then once I get to goal, well, then I will start doing X, Y, and Z. Then I will feel happy. Then I will be more outgoing. Then I will wear the cute clothes. Then, 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 then. And you, you get in this cycle of telling yourself someday, someday when I reach my goal, I will do blah, 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 blah. And let's say you never reach your goal. So you're constantly running on the yo-yo diet, body hate, shame cycle. So you end up living your life on the sidelines, not doing any of these things because you don't reach your goal. And you've told yourself you're not allowed to feel happy. You're not allowed to wear certain outfits. You're not allowed to take care of yourself unless you weigh you know, insert your number here. And so when you desperate diet, the problem, if you desperate diet searching for happiness and then you realize once you get there, like the happiness doesn't sustain itself, the problem with that is you didn't learn the right lessons down the scale. Here's what you did learn right? What you did learn was that you know how to punish yourself. You learned how to punish yourself. And what I mean by that is you learned how to punish yourself by telling yourself a a lot of different things. Number one, I can only wear this. I can only feel happy when. I can only feel this way when. And you tell yourself, when I lose the weight, when I weigh this, when I can wear this size, you punish yourself by putting yourself on a restrictive diet that does not match with the real world that you live in. It doesn't go with your lifestyle. So you punish yourself with this ridiculous BS diet. You punish yourself with these intense workouts or, you know, doing things that you don't want to be doing. So you learn how to punish yourself from desperate dieting. You also, you also learn how to conditionally love yourself, right? You learn how to conditionally love yourself. When you desperate diet, you learn how to conditionally love yourself by saying, I like what we just said already, like I can only do this when I weigh this number. I can only do that when I am this size. And what ends up happening when you do that is you never learn how to conditionally love yourself so that even when you get to your goal, right? Even when you get to your goal, you will still find something to criticize about yourself. Now it's going to be the loose skin. It's going to be the cellulite. It's going to be the size of your butt. It's going to be the way your boobs hang. It's going to be something, right? You also learn how to hate the old version of yourself. You learn to hate the woman in the before photo. And that goes back to the beginning of the episode with you know, chasing that fantasy of the before and after photo because you've been conditioned to believe the before version of you is just disgusting, horrible, miserable, and you tell this dramatic sob story about who she was. Now, is there pain attached to that before version of yourself? Yeah, probably so. But you have to look at that before version of yourself with 
more understanding, more empathy, more gratitude for what you learned instead of the hate. Because if you get caught in that cycle of hating that version of yourself and shit talking her and just belittling her, you're never going to be able to accept the new version of you. So you sure as hell on Desperate Diet, you learn how to hate the old version of yourself. You really learn how to stay in the all or nothing mindset. We talk about that all the time. Those are the things that you're learning how to do. And then, and then, (laughs) and then you expect Look at, look at us being all entitled. You expect that then you get to your goal and then you're going to magically become this loving, confident, happy, peaceful, you know, woman that you've always dreamed of being. How the hell can you become that version of yourself If all you've learned on your way down the scale is how to punish yourself, how to hate yourself, how to put conditions around how you care about yourself and how to restrict and how to just do the all or nothing desperate dieting bullshit. How in the world do you expect to achieve automatic happiness when that's the way you're going about doing it? And I say that because I guarantee for so many of you, you've never thought of it that way. And that's the point of this podcast is to get you to think about it differently, to think about this, to go about this, to approach it in a completely different way. Because if desperate dieting worked, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be listening to this episode. You wouldn't be repeating the cycle. So clearly it doesn't work. You don't desperate diet and hustle your way down the scale and think that once you do that, you're going to find like you're going to just go find some self-love laying on the floor. You're going to go find some confidence hanging in your closet. Like I said before, sure. Yeah, you might feel good for a little bit. That new car smell, of course, but it's not it's surface level. It's not sustainable. It's not going to sustain you when life decides that it's going to throw you a curveball. It's not. And I want you to think about this. Self-love, confidence, self-esteem, confidence, it is a skill. It is a learned Skill. It is not a circumstance. Confidence is not a circumstance. It's a learned and acquired skill. So that means that you can build that skill at any point in your life. It is not dependent upon a circumstance like losing weight or wearing a certain size. And that's where so many people get it twisted is they don't believe they're allowed to be confident or work on confidence when they are in their larger body. Okay. And we actually have to do that in order to 
get where we want to get in the end. Okay, so when you desperate diet and your quest for happiness, what you didn't learn when you, so some of you go, oh, I, I was doing so good. I lost the weight and then I got this happened and then everything just went to shit and I got, and I gained the weight back. Okay. There's a lot of reasons for that. Okay. Let's talk about what you did not learn through desperate dieting and doing your, your fad diet, yo-yo stuff. What you didn't learn was how to make mistakes. You didn't learn how to make mistakes along the way of your weight loss journey. And you didn't learn how to not let a mistake mean that you have to start over on Monday. When you approach weight loss in the healthy way, you will know that making mistakes is part of this journey. It's a big part of this journey. And one mistake doesn't mean, well, oh, still going to start over on Monday. Oh, God. Oh, no. What you also didn't learn is you didn't learn how to meet yourself where you are. You learned how to punish yourself. You learned how to restrict yourself. You learned how to force yourself to do things that you don't want to do. You learned how to force yourself to do things that don't fit into your lifestyle instead of meeting yourself where you are. You didn't learn how to be grateful. You didn't learn how to be empathetic to the old version of you. You got to look at that before photo and you got to you got to talk to her. You got to be grateful. You got to feel empathy for she was doing the best that she could do with what she was given at that time. And was probably going through a lot of painful, hard, dark times and she didn't know any other way to cope with what was going on. So instead of hating her, instead of beating her up, instead of talking shit to her, how about some gratitude for the lessons that have been learned? How about some empathy and some understanding? And if we can do that, then we can carry that into the new version of ourselves as well. We didn't learn from desperate dieting how to be comfortable in your own skin. You taught yourself how to conditionally love yourself and like to know that as long as you're overweight, as long as you're a certain size, you are not worthy. You are not desirable. You cannot be, you know, confident. You cannot wear certain clothes. That's what you taught yourself desperate dieting. And you didn't learn how to feel comfortable in your own skin as you move your body down the scale. And where people twist this up is they think, well, if I get comfortable in my own skin, if I feel confident about myself, I'm not going to feel motivated to lose weight. Okay. So tell me then how talking to yourself like a piece of shit beating yourself up, engaging with the inner fat bitch, how is any of that motivating you 
to become the higher version of yourself? How is that motivating you to create the life you crave? All that's doing is reinforcing your belief that you're not good enough. All that is doing is keeping you stuck in this same cycle of desperate dieting and chasing happiness and never feeling any type of peace with yourself. If you can learn how to be comfortable in your own skin, regardless of where you are on the scale, it doesn't mean you have to accept yourself staying that size. I always tell people it's about acknowledging where you are. Going back to meeting yourself where you are. Acknowledging, yes, I weigh this amount. I'm wearing this size. This is not where I want to be long term. But guess what? This is where I am today. I can make all the best choices and it's not going to change anything tomorrow. But if I keep making these choices, it's going to change eventually. And I can acknowledge that and I can learn how to, how to talk to myself better, how to treat myself better at every single size, right? Versus I'm going to beat myself up. I'm going to treat myself like shit. I'm not going to give myself self-care. I'm not going to do good things for myself. But when I get to my goal, I'm then going to do all those things. No, you won't because then you'll find something else to bitch and complain about like we already talked about, right? When you get to goal, it's not going to just happen. What you have done is you have taught yourself that if you were to gain another five pounds back, if you were to gain all the weight back, now you're this unworthy piece of shit person all over again. That's what you're teaching yourself. That's what you're reinforcing. Okay. You are not what you didn't learn through desperate dieting is you didn't learn how to maintain the weight loss because you only learned how to desperately get the weight off. You didn't lose it in a way that you can now maintain for the rest of your life when shit hits the fan, when times get hard, when you have to travel, when the world shuts down. If you learn it that way from the beginning, then as soon as something goes wrong, you're not piling the pounds back on. What you also didn't learn in desperate dieting is how to be alone with yourself, with your thoughts, how to be comfortable with yourself because you're so busy running away from who you are because you don't like who you are. That's what you didn't learn. And everybody thinks that these lessons are going to magically appear just because you want to lose weight or just because you do lose the weight. And that's not the way it happens. You don't magically become happier because you lose weight. You actually lose weight. (laughs) This is the the newsflash. You lose weight when you find peace now. You don't magically become happier because you lose weight. You will lose weight when you find peace. 
So you got to find how to be at peace with yourself in this journey on your way down the scale. And one thing I want to say too is that I want you to define what that means for you. When you say, I want to feel happy, I want to feel at peace. I know for me, when I think about that, what you really want to say when you tell yourself, I want to lose weight so I can feel better. I want to lose weight so I can feel happy. I want to lose weight so I can feel peace. What you're really telling yourself is this. I want to have energy to live my life and not sit on the sidelines watching everybody else. I want to feel confident in my own skin I want to wear cute and sexy outfits. I want to show up for myself in a bigger way. I want to be able to show up for other people in my life. I want to be able to speak up for myself and not feel, you know, um, self-conscious. I want to be able to have, like, have my voice heard. I want a social life. I want to have more fun. I want to have a sense of accomplishment. Those are the things that everybody wants when they tell themselves, I want to lose weight so I can feel happy. And all of those things that I just said in that list can happen before you lose weight, before you get to your goal. All of those are things that you can start working on now, right? And if you start working on those things now, you're going to find that inner peace, And that inner peace is actually what you need in order to lose the weight, in order to sustain the weight loss, okay? Um, Does losing weight make you happier? Yes. It will make you feel happier when you do it the way we're talking about, when you do it with the right intentions, when you do it knowing this is a journey. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to have setbacks. You know, this is just how it's going to be. When you do it that way and you do it in a way that you can maintain for the rest of your life. Yeah, I do think it would make, it will make you happier in the long run, but you have to do that inner work. It's not just the weight loss. It's when you approach weight loss from mental, emotional, and physical. And so many of us run around just trying to lose it physically and we don't focus on the mental or emotional weight that we also have to lose. That all has to work in tandem in order for you to get where you want to go and know that this feeling of happiness, this feeling of peace doesn't just arrive at a certain number. It happens because of the journey. It happens because of the process. It's done correctly. A weight loss journey teaches you how to be more confident because it you get into this, the groove of keeping commitments to yourself, keeping promises to yourself, doing what you say you're going to do. It gives you a sense of accomplishment to see 
you know, not a sense of accomplishment because, oh, I lost two pounds this week, but to see I committed to doing these things and because I did that, I achieved the goal. So I always tell people, stop focusing so much on the end result and focus on the actions that lead to the result because you will feel more proud of yourself saying, okay, I was able to drink my water every single day this week. I was able to journal. I was able to do this versus I lost two pounds, okay? Because it's not about the pounds. It's about the actions that you take every day, week over week, month over month, year over year that will get you to your goal, period. You know, um, will weight loss make you feel happier? I can also answer that and say no. It will not make you happier if you desperate diet. It will not make you happier if you continue to do these desperate fad yo-yo diet things without also addressing the emotional weight that is involved. It will never, ever, ever make you feel happy in a sustainable way, okay, if you do it the way you've always done it. So, you know, it's a full-blown journey. You have to approach it from your mind, your emotions, and your physical, right? And that's where people get it wrong is there's it's not just eat less, move more. That is the, if you're a doctor, please stop saying that. That is the most outdated bullshit advice that any medical professional gives out. And I am so sick and tired of hearing it. Eat less, move more. Well, no shit, Sherlock. I mean, everybody knows that. There's a lot more that goes on in between eat less, move more. We got a lot of emotional baggage and weight to unpack. We got a lot of things that we have to, you know, we got to break down thoughts. We got to change thoughts. We got to change beliefs. We have to change so much on the inside. It's so much an inside job that it versus an outside eat less, move more job. That's like the smallest percentage of this entire journey is the food and the, and the activity. It's such a small portion. And it goes back to you don't need to lose weight to feel happy. When you start to feel happier and more peace in your life, then the weight loss will come. And it's just like the irresistible you framework. When you put those wheels in motion and you make this just part of who you are and these guiding principles that you live your life by, it's like you, you stop obsessing and the weight will start to come off because you're now living by your principles versus going on some grapefruit diet shit and desperate dieting all the way down, just holding on and trying to control everything. And, and just, you're so tightly wound up that the moment something goes wrong or off, or there's not a grapefruit laying around, you don't know what to do with yourself. Somebody who does this in this, in the way I'm talking can go to any restaurant any gas station, any road trip, any vacation, any, 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 anything, anything unexpected and still maintain their weight, period. That's it. That's all I got to say. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. 
So I hope this has been helpful to you guys. If it has, please head over to Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice and leave a rating and review. We can discuss this in the Facebook group if you want to continue the conversation there. You can also find me on Instagram for the everyday behind the scenes stuff. And I will catch you in the next one. Until then, stay irresistible. Bye, guys.